0: You know I need someone Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're having a lovely day. Today is Friday, May 12th, 2023. And before we go into today's topic, the song of choice is Help by the Beatles. And those who do not know what the meaning behind the song is, well, first of all, it's a great song about mental health. But the reality, the meaning of the song had to do with Fame changes people. Uh, They really couldn't, well, the Beatles and the Stones and the Who and and many other groups of that time period uh, enjoy the music, but they could not um, cope with the limelight. And because as as a result, and you know the history of the Beatles and, and the Stones and the, well, not so much the Who, but anyways, most of the rock and roll stars at the time got into drugs. Uh, to help cope with all the things going on, not, not just the limelight and the media's flashing their light bulbs, but the the press and also the girls. I mean, they were, well, you've got to watch some of the old films from that time period. I mean, if you want to talk about how bad fame was with with the girls, especially screaming girls, they would hound them. And it was pretty bad even for the British royals, you know, uh, with the late Princess Diana being hounded by the media. And of course, William more so than Harry. I think William probably had the worst of it. Than Harry did. Harry's always been, and I hate to you know say this, but yes, he has always been the spare. The media was bad with him later on, but early on, it was always about William. And I'm sure there was some jealousy amongst the mates and, and amongst Harry, a little bit. I can't say, you know, confirm or deny that, but I'm pretty sure there was. And the reason why I chose this song is because, well, we're still talking about Prince Harry. And I want to apologize. I did not do any podcast yesterday for May 11th. I just shut down. Because we're at Mental Health Awareness Month, it's a good time to talk to people. And uh, my mental health was in question yesterday. I was triggered by some things and working on my site. And just because I do the news and I do my uh, podcasts and I do, I mean, my site is, has everything on there that I 100% work on. And I cannot wait to be able to hire people to freelance or whatever to add their input. I would love that. And I cannot wait to get to that point. But I just got overwhelmed, and of course, Harry constantly being in the news, and he's in a vengeance constantly. It's been—he's um, opened up Pandora's box for many people, and many people have been super quiet about it, but I have not. It's been—I'm uh, done. I'm done keeping quiet. So, those are tuning in. I am salty vixen. I did know Prince Harry, I knew William, and I knew uh, King Charles when he was Prince of Wales during the summer 2004. I was a member at several or non-playing member at several polo clubs in England. And as because of that being a woman and being blonde at the time, I got invited to all these polar parties and house parties, and so yeah, I got to know a lot of people. And uh, and as I always will say in every podcast, when I tell my stories about about Harry right now being the topic, I do not tell uh, any of the individual people that uh, mutual friends that Harry and I both know out of respect. And I wish Harry would have done that same thing in his book Spare when he mentioned uh, some of the people in the book that he grew up with that were more so he says, William's friends. They were Williams and Harry's friends were pretty much the same. I mean, I would say like the, the inner circle, uh, they protected Harry as much as William. Uh, we all protected Harry. Anyone who's met Harry or anyone. I mean, honestly, you listen to this podcast. If you met Prince Harry right now, you would protect him, right? Because you know how great, how awful the media is. Uh, because the media only sells stories that's going to, well, sell, make money. And when Harry has his hijinks, it follows him. And Harry, well, let's put it this way. The ghost writer for The Spare talked about recently, and I talked about it on my uh, daily uh, Dumbass Amusing News of the Week. Um, it was one of the articles. And I talked about the fact that the ghost writer talked about Harry's wrath, his anger. And I laughed. I'm like, ha, huh, see, I'm not the only one that's experienced It is scary. When he, when Harry bites, it's scary. I dealt with Harry's wrath uh, in November of 2015 in Lesotho. And I will talk about this story later on in, in another podcast, probably tomorrow's, because I want to go more in depth to the what the ghostwriter had to say and how accurate. Because like I said, Harry can be quite scary. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about why Harry's on such a vengeance, why he can't let it go. Well, first of all, he's talking about the phone hacking scandal. So basically, the news of the of the world, Royal phone hacking scandal was a scandal which developed in 2005 to 2007 around the interception of voicemail relating to the British royal family by a private investigator working for a News of the World journalist. And so Harry is just like, I'm done with this bullshit. I'm tired. I think what bothered him, I think maybe when he found out, I, I, allegedly his, his brother William had made some money, of course he donated that money to charity, and Harry again feels like he's a short end of the, you know, of the stick, being a spank. So, you know, you got Pierce Morgan that says, "Well, I wouldn't even know how to hack a phone." I think Pierce Morgan might have worked for them. Uh, UK Tablet apologized to Prince Harry on the first day of new phone hacking trial two days ago. Um, as of 37 minutes ago, evidence for Harry's hacking claims slim to non-existent. existent sorry. Says uh, according to the lawyer. And Daily Beast says Prince Harry prepares to turn the screw on Charles. Camilla and William in court. And uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, Harry's again, he's on this whole vengeance. And as a result, and I talked about this in several other podcasts, I actually deleted them because I just had, I could not deal with it. But uh, I'm going to say this now. When Harry uh, and Megan had this Netflix crap, I'm going to be honest, it was not right. They opened up Pandora's box. They don't care because they're so narcissistic on everything they don't give a flying leap about other people that they had met or Harry had met over the years. So when he posted that newspaper clipping of, uh, well, it wasn't him, it was the editors, from China White After Party, this was, those who don't know, in July of 20, 2004, I, think, I believe it was 25th or 24th, I've got to look at my journal, I still have the invite, um, there was what you call Cartier International Polo. And at the end, there's this, after party. Polo after parties are notoriously notoriously known to be wild. Lots of shagging was going on, trust me. It was I've never seen outdoor sex my whole life, apart from looking at red tube, you know, although red tube is. I've never seen such craziness, such madness. Now Harry did not partake in that. And none of his mates said they were smart, they were just drinking, and I remember a Skippy was dancing on the table. Um, I can reveal that because there's, there are images of that, um, that's public. So I can say that. And he's a lovely person. I went, uh, you know, when I met, you know, all the the inner circle, I can tell you they're such lovely people. Um, and I knew them all and it was such a lovely experience. Um, and I do miss certain things that, yeah, but but we're all adults. We grow up. It is what it is. And, um, Harry did not do a lot of drinking at that party, but his mates did certain mates that were there. And the media took what they saw, and they wrote in uh, one of the titles, "A uh, Bevy," uh, I think, "Bevy or Bevy or women were surrounded by Harry." I'm one of those women. I did sit at his table. I was. Harry knew who I was, and he's like, "Oh, salty! How on earth do you know who he was?" Oh, you're making up. No, he knew who I was. There's a whole story what happened that summer that I maybe I don't know. I I someday I may share the story. I would love to, but right now because it's it's very um how should I put this? It's affecting my mental health even thinking about it because there were traumatic things that happened and Harry was part of one of the traumatic experiences. Not really directly, indirectly, but he knew of a certain thing. And um, see, Harry's vengeance, he doesn't realize who he's hurting, this Pandora's box. And so as he continues his vengeance and opening up Pandora's box, feelings are, wounds are opening up. And so, yeah, I mean, that was showing up. And it really worries me that Harry is more stuff possibly coming out. And I think he's going to tackle on what happened because that was the first party that Harry was called a party prince. That day changed everybody. And the parties pretty much had toned down at least publicly. But the media knew to go to these parties. They knew William and Harry tend to go to them. William did not go that time. But um, I think after that, the parties weren't as crazy as that one. I mean, it was Wild. When I talk about shagging outside, I'd walk outside the tent and people were shagging publicly. And it was like not just one individual person, you know, with a partner. It was like a, I don't know, it was something, it like, was like out of out of a, a really horrible film. You walk out there and people were just making out and shagging and and it was crazy. It was, I think, at least 10 to 15 people just on one side of the tent, outside the tent. I was like, I just better keep drinking my wine. I, I've got to walk away from all this. Um... It was a lot, it was very traumatic. Not That wasn't even the traumatic part. It was everything that happened that Harry was indirectly involved. And I really don't want to speak publicly of it, at least of, as of now, because again, I have to, it's a private situation. But the m- longer Harry runs his mouth and bringing up the gossip, I don't think he realized the more wounds will be opened up. It's not just with his family and mates. It's also people that knew him in passing, whether it's a military or charity work. And even worries me so that he's going to open up another wound that happened in uh, at the opening of the Children's Center in that time frame uh, in November of 2015 that I was there because I was a patron to the charity at the time. And it was a lovely experience, but there was stuff that happened. And I that was night I um, felt the wrath of Harry. And like I said, he can be quite scary. So I feel for that ghostwriter. So... The whole thing is, what, why bring this mental health situation going on? Because mental health needs to be talked about more and more. And the media talks about it. It needs to be talked about more and more. The problem is, they only care about the fame. They don't care about the individuality. And that's what's the unfortunate. So when you have mental health, who, do you, who are you can talk to? Well, therapists, sure. Better health is good. Uh, better Up, I think Harry works for one of those. Or he works them. Um, but also your friends and a lot of times friends and family don't give a flying leap about things. You know, they'll tell you, Oh, get over it a long time ago. But when you can't get over it and that's when you realize, Holy shit, that was traumatic. I went through trauma and things would trigger for PTSD. And in my case for me, I'm 43 years old. This happened nearly 20 years ago. Why is it bothered me? Because it's, it's actually been hard for me to get in, in a new relationship. I get scared and I think, Oh my gosh, this guy's going to treat me the way some of William and Harry's friends treated me like a piece of meat. I don't do the hookup thing and I, I can't do this anymore. So I, I do shut down and it's been very hard. But what's been helping me is my writing. That's why I have my love erotica. That's why I have my bedtime stories with Salty Vixen, because it gets me out of that trigger point and I've made a business out of it. A lot of my stories, some of them on my bedtime stories is based off of what happened the summer of 2004, and And one of them was very, very traumatic. It was a very traumatic summer for me, but there were certain things that happened that I will never, ever publicly say um, out of respect for the people involved. But there was a very traumatic experience that did happen that summer. And I have been cryptic about it, but I have written it into a fantasy story to get over the negativity. I know it's quite silly, but that's what I do. And so all right well until harry starts closing his mouth this is going to continue and he needs to stop opening up pandora's box but media loves it media enjoys it it makes some money and it's very sad so anyways just i also i'm saying for all of you out there just please have you know i know you want to hear about harry but please also understand where myself and many others are going coming from we don't want to have to keep dealing with pandora's box all right my lovies have a lovely day goodbye